This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, my talkers, it is Tuesday, March 1st. That's right, we are in March already. Gosh, time flies. We're hanging out with Lori and Julia here. So let's have a little fun for this next hour. And the Ides of March are not till the 15th. Is that what it is? Oh, yeah. It's Brittany, which... Oh, I'm glad she, she told us that. Because it us, is the middle of I March. Know, it's she, just, she we have so me. much winter left. It's just I, ridiculous. We're just getting tricked right now. It is. This <laughs> is the trickery. It's the trickery of Minnesota. Winter. Mm-hmm. My spring deadline is St. Patty's Day, so I'm giving it till the 7th. I've got 16 more days to make up my mind. If it's winter or what? If, if we're still going to be, a, if it's going to be a bad spring or a good spring, I always can tell by. I, I feel like we're, we Day. we deserve more a good often one. than not. It's it's a long bad spring. Yes, is what it is because I always remember that uh, eighty degree day. Your the last St. Patrick's Day with your dad. Um, maybe at, the year O'Gara's. Be, at O'Gara's, mm-hmm. and it was like eighty, and there were girls in cowboy boots and shorts, and he couldn't have been more delighted. Mm. <laughs> yes. Just couldn't have been happier. And My you know, dad loved to peek. Yeah. Oh, okay, uh-huh. so later on okay. in the hour, we're giving away a pair of tickets to see Waitress at the Ordway. Yay. So you're going to be whatever number caller for that, and that's a, that's going to be a fun show. Mm-hmm. All right, so in the meantime, Lori, yes. Courtney Cox sat down with Jimmy Kimmel last night. Uh, it was the and, only late night show that I was like, I want to watch this interview. Okay, so well, what felt those to those guys are really good they're friends. They're really good friends, and it felt like they picked up in the middle of a conversation at a dinner party that none of us were invited to initially. Yes. It was so inside, inside, uh-huh. that I was like, well, okay. <laughs> was but it so, good or bad Because she's promoting a new show so she called, has on Star. Yeah, it's okay. called Shining Veil, and yeah. she was really excited about it. And it's a dysfunctional family moves from the city to a small town. Um, it's like a psychological thriller, yeah, right? And um, it's about, it's based after Patricia Phelps, a former wild child who became famous through writing a raunchy female empowerment novel, is caught cheating on her husband. An attempt to rebuild their family. They move out to the country or somewhere and there's a ghost. Yeah. And she can only see him. Okay. So that's what that's about. And it starts on March 6th on Star Channel. And she's very, very excited about it. And one of the writers from Friends is one of the writers on this. Mm. So, but what she started talking about kind of just piqued my interest in her and her boyfriend, Johnny McDade. So he's talking about how... Who's he again? He is from Snow Patrol. Oh, yeah. And a prolific songwriter that we'll get to. But so a little bit about Courtney... I must have skipped this part of the interview. Well, she was on for like three seconds. She plays the piano and she's a pianist and she's very good at it and she loves music. And she's so her daughter, too. Yeah, right. Yeah, Coco sings and she talked about how Ed Sheeran, you know, just comes and crashes on her couch. And in 2013, Ed Sheeran brought his friend, Johnny McDade. Well, that's how she met him. That's how she met him. 
And, and they, he's Scottish. I mean, my gosh, that's a sexy Dubliner, accent. I think, Lori. Or is he Dubliner? Yeah. Whatever. He's got a sexy accent. He's beyond. He's a prolific songwriter and producer behind so many things. But he, um, born in Dublin, raised in Derry. The Derry Girls is a very funny show on Netflix, mm-hmm. if you haven't watched it, in Northern Ireland. And he moved to um, to London and was in bands and blah, 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 and met Ed Sheeran. And... Um, she talks about how they were together and then they got engaged and then she broke off the engagement and then COVID hit and they couldn't travel because he was in England and she was in the U.S. Mm-hmm. and their time apart. And she's kind of had one great line. She doesn't want to get married anymore. She did want to get married before, um, but she said something about um, their split. It was a really important time for her to grow and look in as opposed to blaming. Mm-hmm. So I yeah, always that's think true. That's, that's true. like a really good line for people who are going through a breakup because mm-hmm. we always want to blame it on the other person. Yeah. But what do we look at in ourselves? Yeah, yeah. On ourselves yeah. So I thought that was really good. But then I just went into, she says she jams, Elton John comes over and plays. I mean, she's like a drummer and stuff. And it plays. sounds like she has Sunday salons. I, I love this. Yeah, that she I love invites this. her you people. Know, people over and they just all happen to be famous. Yeah. And they have... Just come you know, over and... She's a good entertainer. She always has food, food. spares no expense. They play music. And- yes. Have cocktails and it's a Sunday after. I love this idea. Yeah. So anyway... I looked into Johnny McDade. Now, do we have the famous Snow Patrol song from Grey's Anatomy first year? And this was the Grey's Anatomy scene. But here's the other songs he has co-wrote. Yeah. Basically every Ed Sheeran song. Oh, really? Um, Shivers, Bad Habits, Broken Broken and Beautiful Kelly Clarkson, um, Keith Urban, Parallel Lines, Tim McGraw, Faith Hill, The Rest of Our Life. Oh, my God. Pink, What About Us? Yeah. You know, he would co-wrote that. This is Shivers. The Shape of You, Galloway Girl, Hearts Don't Break Around Here, Barcelona, Nancy Mulligan, basically all of them. Wow. Wow. He has co-written all of these songs, and I never knew this about him. Me too. So he kind of took himself out of the limelight, out of Snow Patrol, and became just a fantastic writer. Well, I writer. don't even know that they have they, toured in a long, long time. They haven't toured in a yeah, very yeah. long time, but he basically started a production company. Mm. And he's exec- executive producer of Coda Lines. Who is Coda Lines? K-O-D-A-L-I-N-E. Because Courtney Cox just directed their video. I don't even know who that is. But anyway, they are back together. Yeah, okay. And they're happy. She was on Graham Norton a couple weeks ago, and um, she was so grouchy. Oh, really? Kind of grouchy. Kind of grouchy. She didn't she play said- well on the big couch with everybody else. You know, because he always has like five yes. people out at a time. Like James Corden. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and but more than James Corden, right? And he's, you know, I mean, he's very, he's very British. He's a bottle of champagne. Yeah, but but she should know that cause she's yep. dating, you know, yep. Johnny. But anyway, she had sour, she had sour grape face, Julia, and that's not a good face. And she was pregnant in the very last season of Friends. I don't know if anybody. Oh yeah, you could tell. You I, knew that? Did oh, you know yeah. that? Oh yeah. Well, it before actually, but yeah, because every time she wore anything on that, she would always wear the skinniest stuff. Sure. And then she always had like a, a blouse that could carry over. Yeah. You could see that in the last. That was Coco being born. Absolutely, yeah. you could. Coda Line is an Irish rock band. Oh, okay. yeah, and it's here's some of their stuff. Okay. I mean, it seems very like dramatic, and the videos okay. are very intense. This is the one. 
The videos are like movies. They're oh like small gosh. little movies. Right, so check so them we, out, Codaline. So we have a new band, and yeah. he also wrote the new Taylor Swift. And, and he Ed can Shirt. take advantage of Coda right now, C-O-D-A. <laughs> he K-O-D-A. Yeah. At least it's kind of, he might get some accidental stumbles. Exactly. Band. You know, when Bruce Springsteen, because her big break was when Bruce Springsteen plucked her out of the audience up on stage and they danced. Filmed. It, yes. Here at the St. Paul Civic yes. Center. Yes. And... It won MTV's Video of the Year for Best Stage Performance Mm -hmm. in 1985. Well, she was paid $350 to do that. She was a model. Bruce Springsteen was instructed to select Courtney Cox from the crowd. He just assumed she was a fan. It was only after the filming wrap that he discovered she was a professional actress. He had no idea. Yeah. Which I think is even better. Yeah, even better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, everybody danced like that. Yeah. And it was really the Carlton. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, Yeah, basically it was. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, no, she seemed much more. I, she must not based on like her having the sour grape face on Graham Norton, and she doesn't do that many interviews. Yeah, because like she doesn't have to, right? And She's she also has, she spent you know like three or four years getting all of her injectables removed, removed, and okay, so her dad was involved or whatever. I mean, she really them. did. She was going into like bat. Well, I haven't seen her since her trans her original transformation. So she does look better since she had yeah, a model. Yeah, removed. she does. looks more you know more natural. Oh, natural she does. Woman, she really yeah. does. She doesn't Good. have the um, artificial plumping everywhere of the face that was oh, so um, yeah, kind of of shocking. Yes. But she was so pretty. Now and you it, now that you say that in Scream, I did see her and she looked more of her normal self. You're right. That was the first time I had seen her in a long time. Yeah, and she looked very much and like her. She talked about that. She's talked about like you know I. I we finally, were scared when I I thought to myself, what am I doing now? I know what my friends are talking about behind my back. Because Jennifer Aniston, I think, did talk behind her back in front of her face. Yeah. It's a very interesting way to do it, but it's possible. It is try, possible. Try to do that. But before we go, she dated yeah. Stuart Copeland's from the police's brother, Ian, mm-hmm. back in the day. And she was in a six-year relationship with Michael, Michael Keaton. Keaton. That's right. He broke her heart because he wouldn't marry her. That's right. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. All right. Well, All right there we go. We well, have random thoughts when we come back. And now, Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. Random. Hey, um, did I tell you how cute your hair looks today, Lori? Oh, no, you didn't. Thank I you. I didn't. And Grant, oh, you have been doing cut. such a good job here lately. I'm oh, so impressed. Did you read some study to compliment, give it's more National Compliment up? Day, okay, people. There we go. I'm telling you, it is so easy to do, and it makes people feel so good. Well, I love the top you're wearing right now. Through the camera, it looks fantastic. Thanks, so. love. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. So here is the deal, people. Besides being National Compliment Day, 90 years ago today, I don't know where you were in 1932, but I believe Taylor Sheridan is going to be doing a TV show about it for Yellowstone. Yeah, 1932. 1932, someone crept into the estate of Charles A. Lindbergh, climbed a homemade ladder, placed a ransom note on a windowsill, and kidnapped the Lindbergh baby. It was called... The crime of the century. Yeah, remember the the fictional 
the historical fictional book about the yes. kidnapping of that yes. baby from the standpoint of the mom. Yes, we read of it. his wife, we Anne had it Laura on, Lindbergh. We had it on our show. <laughs> yeah. It oh was, my gosh, we've had so it, many books. I know, and, and she did all that research into, it was just a couple of goombas, it, you well, know, well, here, basically. Here's the way, basically it was, a $50,000 ransom was paid, uh-huh. but Charles Jr. was never returned. Yeah. 73 d- days later, the remains of a 20-month-year-old boy were found in the woods near the house. Dead of blah, blah, blah. After a two-year manhunt, police arrested a 35-year-old German illegal immigrant, Bruno Hamptman, who was convicted and executed. As a direct result of this case, kidnapping became a federal crime. Yeah, they. I think if I remember, remember correctly from that book, they were just like... They, really, they were like, drinking. Right. It was not a planned out thing. And we know this dude's rich. Yeah, and it was just kind of like. Um, but then we found out Lindbergh like some disturbing. Had a double life. Yeah, he, he had a was whole a, family in Texas. Right, right, and was a Nazi. Yeah, that, that was. <laughs> we found out a lot of disturbing <laughs> things about that was Charles Lindbergh and the whole Lindbergh family. That really? Wow. Yeah, I know it. My grand, my my great uncle. Was one of the navigators, the ground navigators for his whole yeah. team. Yeah, I mean, I shouldn't say he wasn't a, a Nazi, but yeah. he was a Nazi sympathizer. I, I've, I think I've heard He's, some of this stuff. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. you know, just like there are people, you know, like here who are Putin sympathizers. <laughs> we don't have any uh, right, patience right. for you, but yeah, you know, right. yeah. it was you know people keep that part of their sympathies quiet. As one yes. should. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's when mm-hmm. you keep As yourself. one should. And yeah. you're wrong to even think that way. Yeah. Well, here's another timely thing. Mm-hmm. 150 years ago today, in 1872, Yellowstone became America's first national park. Teddy Roosevelt. Thank you very much. Yes. That's yeah. cool. How many my, years ago was that? It was um, 150 years ago. My yeah, sister, lovely. you know, my sisters live in Bozeman and have li- lived there like one of them 40 years. And it's kind of like Paradise Valley. Yep. The Gallatin Mountains. The Gallatin Mountains. And is just kind of saying, oh, we're so grateful. Everyone watches Yellowstone is moving here. <laughs> yeah, that place has changed. I'm sure they just it's love changed. this show. <laughs> it's really changed. Yeah, well, it's really changed since 1883, I can tell you I, that. I, I believe that. <laughs> and I think even in the last 10 years, it has yeah. changed dramatically. Um, and then, of course, we would be remiss without mentioning 28 years ago in 1984, Whitney Houston won Album of the Year for The Bodyguard and Record of the Year for I Will Always Love You. Mm. My friend Lady Di couldn't believe that that didn't win Best Picture. Julia, when you think of what won that year. Tell me what won that year in 1994. 1994. If it was, it couldn't have been Chariots of Fire because then I would just be outraged. No, no, no. But there were a lot of people who felt that way. You know, Kevin Costner, Costner, he's talked about like how he he has to do a lot of stuff on his own because even though he had the success with Dances with Wolves, people, he finds if he's free of studio money and can finance it himself, he can make what he wants. Exactly. Exactly. And, And what was that Scottish one he did, Braveheart? Which is a great That's movie. Mel Gibson. That was Mel Gibson. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but that is a great movie. Yes. Yeah. Is. We got to give Mel props for some of his. Absolutely. He had some bangers before he, he got a little he aggressive. He did before he went. Are you sure it was 1994 that it was nominated? It said that. It, 1994. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party 
or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at sax.com. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm-hmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Album of the year, The Bodyguard. Damn. I believe that time frame. In the meantime. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. Um, all right, so a couple things, you know, we are going to, it's Women's History Month starts today. Yes. So just celebrate women and everything we do, please. Um, I I thought this story was kind of ninety two. All right. Well, yeah. look at the machine is wrong sometimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they are sometimes, but that's okay. You got the, you, it was yeah, it was the right, right era. Right era. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So here, well, what one in nineteen ninety two? Well, I'm going to tell you okay. the movie that that your friend. So it was up against Silence of the Lambs, Ugh. epic movie. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Beauty and the Beast, Bugsy, starring Annette Bening and Warren Beatty. They fell in love and got married after that. Uh, JFK, the that was Oliver Kevin Stone, and the Prince of Tides. Oh, remember that? That was, you know, Barbara Streisand. Yeah. That was with Nick Nolte. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And All I right. believe it was Silence of the I Lambs. I think Silence of the Lambs won. Mm-hmm. This is kind of a sweet story. A guy in California fell off his boat near Santa Barbara at night. It was too far from shore to swim, so he thought that he was going to die and almost give up. But then a seal, like a seal. Boop, boop. What what noise does a seal make? I don't know. Like, yeah. I don't know. I'll find it. It's not <laughs> this a, is so random. <laughs> I can't believe I just did a that. A seal showed up and kept nudging him. So he felt like he wasn't alone anymore. He swam for five hours until he got to an oil platform. Yeah. And workers pulled him out. He had hypothermia, but survived. And the seal kind of saved his life. Aww, that's nice. Julia, the bodyguard wasn't even nominated. I know. <laughs> it was not a nominated for Grammys. No, I know. Yeah, I was looking at that. Didn't that. Win People's Choice Award <laughs> for Favorite Male Actor. Okay. <laughs> But the, the Academy overlooked the bodyguard, this even though that was the we box gave her office thing. So much crap. Yeah. In, instead of I read that wrong, it's they wrote that wrong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there we go. That's not your fault at all. No. Oh, my gosh. All right, Grant, what's happening out there? All right. Oh, I'm bummed I'm not going to be here to see that. I would like to see that it. show. I know it. It sounds really good. Okay, so. Oh, but you're bummed. Well, I am. I mean, if I were in town, I would totally go to that show. And you know, I like sometimes am not about going to shows, but I've wanted to see this because I love the movie so much. I know. So sweet. And it's supposed to be such a great show. So anyway, okay, so Harry Belafonte is 95 today, you know, 95. So I just think of somebody who lives to be 95, like they've outlived so many of their friends and family and stuff. But um, his good friend, Sidney Poitier, just died. But People Magazine and Holly Post, of course, celebrating his life in pictures. And he's just an amazing person and a legend who's still with us. So. Oh, Happy birthday. Handsome. Yeah, he's an artist, activist, and humanitarian. Oh, oh you're playing at the club for, for, for Go, Harry. Harry. You're making Go the most out of those 95 years. Birthday. 
Yeah. And big, big, big fighter for civil rights. Yes, he was. Amazing. So, okay. So Roger Friedman was so snarky today about (laughs) Madonna and her movie. Oh, because, you know, um, Julie Garner did um, audition. But she auditioned. Yeah, I know. But the word is she passed on it. Uh Uh-huh. She was approached. She Uh seems to have passed. Florence Pugh, a past Oscar nominee, passed on it. Um, the other two are low level, mm-hmm. Roger's word, actresses from Sephoria, um, Euphoria, um, Sweeney. Oh, okay. I gotta look Sydney up. Sweeney. She okay. was in White Lotus. She played one of the bored girls, you know, that were so vicious. She's got the big, big boobs on. Oh, she's oh. Lexi's sister. Oh, yeah. She's Lexi's sister. Sydney Sweeney. And then, uh, uh, Barbie Ferrara, who plays Barb. Oh, right. Which that, that one doesn't, doesn't work. This one kind of works. Sydney. Sydney. So here's what Roger says. How oh. many bad movies has Madonna, the performer, directed to the dreadful W.E., which I went and saw. It what was that for one? Wallace oh. and Edward oh. Oh. Simpson. You know, oh. the okay, I went and saw it. I went, saw it at the Edina Theater, which they've just started redoing. You know, that's yes. going to reopen. And the forgettable movie Filth and, and, and Wisdom. Which grossed only twenty two thousand dollars the week, it, the one week it was in the theater, and I guess uh, W E got not even six hundred thousand its first week. So Rogers coming with receipts, and he said, "How many more movies will they will she destroy? At least one." Now she's getting ready to destroy her life story, according yes. to Jeff Snyder, writing in Ankler, Madonna is going to direct the movie of her life, some of it co-written with oh, no. Diablo Cody. Until she left because they had a breakup. Roger writes, this is a recipe for disaster. Madonna, who has been proven not to be much of an actor is or director, is determined to make another stinker. And It's now, her story. I know. And it's hard to believe anyone will finance Madonna directing a movie about herself, which she's written. It, it's like when they say only a fool has himself for a lawyer. <laughs> it's the truth. <laughs> The Madonna movie will undoubtedly be a big bloated vanity project with no objectivity whatsoever in which the singer portrays herself as a martyr saint and an angel. God bless. It's unclear why Universal (laughs) is letting her her do this. She's not big enough to bow to her wishes. As for actresses, it might help if they choose a woman who could actually sing or dance. Not that Madonna was Whitney Houston, but she sings for a a living and she's made a pretty good one at that. Showbiz you know, you yeah. know, I, here's here's why I would um, never do it. I think working with her would be like being married to Kanye. I think it would just be one headache after the other and pivot, 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 change, thing. change, stop. Hate, de- yeah. And her mood. I, I think it would sounds just horrible. Yeah. And everyone along the way. I mean, those are two big stars. And that if passed. this was done by, going to be directed by someone great, yeah. the screenplay, I mean, having to... Like a biopic, like, respect, you know? Or like, Elton John. Or Elton John, me, Rocket Man. Or Rocket Man, or... Yeah. Freddie Prince, you well, know? Maybe Madonna will prove us all wrong, but... I, I doubt it. Yeah, okay. So critics are saying that she's going to destroy the movie Well, by she being hasn't ever it. done anything worthwhile. She's... She thinks she's... <laughs> okay, I get it, I get it, yeah. She never... She doesn't want to stay in her lane... Well, I mean, and she that's can a be bad whatever... thing to say because she gets to be whatever she wants to be because she's Madonna, right? But I wish she would take more of a page from Cher in terms of how to be about I, to to be a legend, 
To be an icon is to behave like one. Graceful. 100%. Yeah, and I don't know what the graceful part of it is, because, but I just think... That's just me saying that. I don't know. He, like today, you know... I mean, she had to give us another Globus Maximus booty view uh, thing picture on Instagram. And I'm just like, you just don't even you don't need to, need do to that. try that yeah. in that way. Madonna, I mean, think you're, of- you're Madonna. Like, just like I hope Britney names her memoir. It's Britney, bitch. I mean, I want that to be the title. <laughs> my story. I mean, I just want that to be, but it yeah. probably won't be. But you know who was good and dishy? And he shows up in the clubhouse once in a while, Isaac Mizrahi. Oh, yes. And I didn't. Was he on last night? I didn't. He was get on it. one night last week. Okay, because I didn't get it. Oh, gosh. Look at that booty. Oh, please. <laughs> yeah, no. It's just, it's, it's like you don't know. It could be Chloe or it could be Kim in a blonde wig. Yeah. You can't tell. You know, it's just, I, I'm just going to say herself, this. Right? If my mother, because she's a mom. So I know, know that doesn't matter, but yeah. it kind of does, Lori. Yeah, well, I it would, does to some people, but it I doesn't. I would just it, be like, that, Mom, that's not keep why your pants that on. bothers me okay. at all. What bothers me is that she's so thirsty in this way that I just don't understand because she's Madonna. She doesn't need to be thirsty. Yeah, she's Madonna. The name I, speaks for itself. and Kim need to be thirsty. This is their job. Their job is to get these BBLs and you know big bottom lifts. Is what I'm dubbing I'm, them. I'm like, what, what is BBL? Big bottom lift, but big bottom implant, maybe a BBIL. You know, implant. You know, because yeah, that's yeah, what they yeah. are. That's what yeah. those are. Yeah. Influencing aspects. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But Isaac Mizrahi got good and dishy because back in the day. Isaac was in the New York Pal friendship of Madonna, Sandra Bernhard, uh, Basquiat, uh, you know, Andy Warhol, I don't know, all these people. So he, um, he, and, and Sandra Bernhard has said that this is the number one thing she gets asked about when she does Q&A at any of her... her what was the breakup with Madonna? Because they Madonna, were friends. They were really good yeah. friends. Like, yeah. really good friends. And so Isaac Mizrahi said um, that it was Madonna's relationship with Sandra's then-girlfriend, Ingrid Cesaris, who was a hot thing for a, a few a, a couple second, years yeah. in the 90s. Yep. She owned a... Miami nightclub. Oh, got it. Okay, and that tore them apart. I wasn't sure what Madonna was up to with Sandra, Isaac said, while reflecting about meeting Madonna for the first time in the early 90s. I know Madonna's pansexual, and I guess I couldn't tell what was going on between her and Sandra. I couldn't tell if they were having an affair or whether Madonna was after Sandra's girlfriend, who is beautiful, this girl called Ingrid. And she hung out with Madonna and Sandra Donald Trump, Tommy Matolo, all the A-listers wanted to go to her club that Got she it. had in Miami Beach. Ingrid previously claimed that Sandra fell out with Madonna because she wasn't asked to be in the infamous sex book. But Mizrahi said, no, that's not true. The truth is Sandra was betrayed because Madonna had an affair with Ingrid. Oh, got it. He said Sandra couldn't care less about the X-rated sex book. None of us really thought much of the book, he sniffed. That book was, you know, a little bit forced, a little bit <laughs> contrived. The truth was Madonna and Ingrid had a thing, and Ingrid was dating Sandra at the time, and that's what hurt Sandra, not the book. All right. I'm glad to know that. Now we know that. No, I'm glad to know that too. Yeah.
Yeah. That would break up people. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you're having a I, So with- I wish, you know, um, you know, there would just be like uh what? Just just I just wish Madonna would let someone else direct her movie. Well, it's a great story. Yeah. I mean, she it really took the world by its balls. Yeah. It's a great story. Yeah. It could be great. Yeah. Because she was great. She is great. Yeah. But she just... Oh. Can't get out of her own way, as they say. Now, Rihanna, yesterday we saw her wearing okay, her Grant, pleather. This is hysterical. Because so, Madonna... The one thing I think Rihanna is just like... Like turning, like she's just proud and loud with her belly and being yeah. comfortable and hanging out. She's wearing great jewelry, even how she strolled through New York with a puffy pink coat and comfortable look like boys' jeans mm-hmm. down her. I mean, and strappy sandals. I mean, she's, she's just, killing it. Her maternity, her maternity look is something everyone would want to do because it all looks comfortable because everything's does. hanging out. And she yep. just is absolutely got the most beautiful face and skin. Yeah, but she's her gorgeous. face, there's she's something. Gorgeous. Very um, innocent about her sparkly eyes and everything. She's, she's beautiful. So yesterday, though, she's in Paris and she wore some pleather dress, like a that was just stretched. She's tight. very pregnant. Very I'm going to say like eight months, seven and a half, eight months pregnant. And then she wore plastic um, strapped sandals, gladiator that wrapped up around her calves, and they were pressing into her pregnant toes, and everything was puffing out. She looked so uncomfortable. So today she shows up at the Dior show wearing lingerie. She's basically a Fenty, yeah, a she, Fenty sheer ne- negligee, negligee with oh, a black bra, bra and black panties, thong, thong. I own mean, it, girl, own and, it. And it's so pretty, and lots of necklaces, and a good strong lip. You and, have to have confidence. Yes, so but I mean, this is this Brittany, looks so comfortable. Let's send that look to Brittany let's to wear to work Brittany, next week. Yeah, well, it might not be appropriate work, but at a fashion show in New York, <laughs> she just told her stylist, "I am not putting cornstarch on my belly to get into one more damn dress." Yeah, we've gone with the showing the stomach. Let's continue, and we could show a little buns. Yeah, because it was a, a oh. thong. Yeah. And she ditched the lace-up. Plastic shoes. Yes. I'm telling you, I'll never forget when I first saw my feet swell. We've seen yours many oh, times, many but times. the first time it was epic. Yeah. But when I saw my feet swell on a flight <laughs> from Detroit, it was my last flight traveling when I was pregnant with um, number one. And, and I, it was my last flight, and I remember... Um, Northwest Airlines used to have a Veda soaps. Remember they had the Veda soaps and hand lotions on the planes. Mm -hmm. Remember getting up, had to go to the bathroom a million times on that flight and, um, sitting back down and looking at my feet. And I thought, I, I can't even walk. It hurts so much. There's so much water in these feet. I don't think I have an ankle because that wasn't my thing until that flight. And then I thought, I'm done. Yeah. Compression socks. Oh, I was just like, Wow. Yeah, you've been saying that. I was sitting at the get my hair cut a couple weeks ago, and this lady who does hair, she's like, I wear compression socks all day long. And she's like, especially when I fly. Oh, but yeah. she, she she cuts my hair. She wears them all day long, and she yeah, stands Well, that, yeah, because she is standing. Standing on her, standing feet, on her yeah. legs all day. Yeah. All right, listen, when we come back, we're going to Hollywood speak. We're going to circle back to something that started out the top of the 3 o'clock ho- oh, hour with Harry Hamlin declaring something. Okay. Now that you've had time to think about it, I want you to declare what he's really saying. Apparently, what that means, the Hollywood speak on that is, Julia, you sucked at it the first time. We're going to give you give another you chance. another round. <laughs> Hollywood speaking. What is the meaning of this? Okay, Julia, so... Uh, <laughs> 
Harry <laughs> Hamlin had a very candid interview with Andy Cohen in Interview Magazine, and that's always their style. They have somebody interview, you mm-hmm. know, whoever is being profiled. And Harry Hamlin, you know, he's married to Lisa Rinna. And, but anyway, this is what he said. He said, uh, he credits a lack of erectile dysfunction for still having great sex with his wife. Quote, unquote, a lack of erectile dysfunction. Which means he always can get it hard. Yeah. Okay, so he doesn't drink. He doesn't have whiskey weenie, something like that. He has been sober for like 35 years. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. That is the number one cause of erectile dysfunction. Whiskey weenie? Yeah, alcohol, alcohol makes your wood soft at a certain age. (laughs) Makes it real hard. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. At another age, <laughs> and then in the complete yeah. opposite direction. Well, that's just not fair. I know, but you know what? <laughs> uh, you know, that's 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 the wiener's punishment. That's true. Oh. We don't get a lot of them, so I'll oh. tell you. <laughs> My gosh, that's the wiener's punishment. So, um, but anyway, yeah. Uh, the, uh, he also said this. Uh, he said, I've had wonderful relationships with a lot of very beautiful women. Well, not a lot. I've been married to pretty much everybody I've ever made love to. I can count the number of women I've been with on my two hands. Wow. So Ursula Andress, he was married to Nicola Sheridan. Sheridan. I'm sure he dated some other people. Right. He's married to Lisa Rinna. So right. he had seven other wonderful romances. Mm-hmm. And I think he did have another wife. I think Lisa Rinna is his third wife because he was not married to Ursula Andress. They just had a child right. together, a boy. Right. Who's quite a man now? He's like thirty-five or thirty-seven. No kidding. Kind of cute. Wow. So, well, good for Flash him. Flash of the Titans. That's when I did fell Andy in love with Did Andy ask her. him about his wood? How did that even come up? That's what I'm curious about. I well, mean, does someone ask a question like he just? Andy, Andy said something like, "You and Lisa seem to always be in the honeymoon phase, and you've been married since 1997." Yeah. And he, and he just says, said, "I credit it. To the I fact don't that have I can- that condition." Um, I I don't have that condition, so we're we ha- we're still able to have great sex because that is something that you will hear. Somebody's married to a seventy-year-old, and the other partner is fifty-eight. There could be, there could be a disparity in sexual desire, yes. possibly. Yeah, you 100%. know, it could be the man, could be the woman. So, yeah. and Andy is nothing if not nosy. Oh my gosh, he wants to know about everyone's sex life. Yeah, okay. everybody's sex. Everybody's life. sex yes. life. Um. Would you like to Hollywood speak? This is like really from last week, but Emmy Rossum, 
from Shameless, right? Yes, who quit. Yes. Mm-hmm. She is going to play Tom Holland's mom in a new Apple TV Plus series called The Crowded Rooms. She is 35. And he is 40. Tw- no, no, Tom Holland Tom is 25. Oh, Tom Holland. Oh, the little one. 25. She's playing his mom. Yeah. I'm just going to say Hollywood has a distorted view of women. Don't they? I mean, a 35-year-old woman is the mother of a 24-year-old boy. I mean, come on. It's I know it. Ridiculous. They have a, such a distorted and view. And forever. But again, she wants the role. It's probably a good opportunity to get an acting role. I mean, you yeah. really have to. And her her agent is saying, you're creeping up on 40. Right. You know you're going to be done unless you find your own project. And you're already playing a mother. Oh, my gosh. That's that's, that's kind of nutty. I mean, in to her credit, I guess, on Shameless, she was the mom. You know, she, well, she played she, a very young, active sibling who was the mother of the family. Well, I know, but it's different. She's but you're actually casting playing right. the mother. You're right. right. Biological mother right. casting. Yeah. I just uh, maybe that's the connection they made there. No, that's all. No, 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 no. I'm no. just telling you. It's, she wants to do this. She wants to act. And she Tom Holland and her person just said, just do it. And it's then they Tom gave Holland. her the ex- examples of the time Meryl Streep played somebody's mother, Sally Field played uh you know, remember there was a disparity in the age thing with her and Lincoln Yes, yes, yes. You know, yes, I yes. mean, there's can be, yeah, uh, yeah but all, they do have a distorted. They just have a Absolutely. distorted view women. of women's women's age, it, and it's kind of funny. It's kind of like you just want people to be like in the voice, you know, where you just start singing and they don't judge on your age. Because the minute I tell someone my age, the very first thing that comes out of their mouth, you don't look that old. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's all you hear, Julia. This is why I adopt the Southern ladies uh, thing of once a lady is over thirty, you don't need to talk about age ever because you'll I used just be to not judged care, for it. But I feel like the people you'll be judged for it. I and didn't it's just care easier, before, but because I like you get aging, tired but... of the judgment. Yeah, I guess I never had. I I just feel like at this my numbers right now the rounded. The rounded two circles on yeah. top of each other. Yeah. And I'm not talking 88. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> no, it, one it, gets, we, it gets a little more judgment. Yes, it very much does. All right, can we move on to Please. another Hollywood I was just speak? sharing my personal thoughts for a uh, second. Matthew McConaughey says, says there's a hair transplant doctor out there who's been lying about working on his head. I call BS. I do, too. That is I the saw biggest this. crock of, yeah, no. I saw this. No. What? Well, is he, he trying to say it's just Rogaine that yeah. made him grow back his hair he instead didn't even of say a hair it's No, he said that he shaved his head in yep. 2000. And put some and oils on it. was oh. very vigorous and paid a lot of attention and put oils on his head and it's all natural. Coming from a man who's balding, patent that, put it in a package, and right. billionaire you will be because that is B to the S as you can call it. He is just, that a follicle lie? That's a follicle lie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, I mean, man, I wish it was that easy. I'd shave my head all the time, and all it does is make me look more bald. Yeah, he spoke to the LAD Bible about his incredible change in hair, and he wants everyone to know that he did not ever, never, not once, so stop asking, get a hair transplant to get, make his hair go from giving Jude Law hairline energy to full McConaughey curls. Yes. You know what? Um, yeah, it's weird, but Wh- people, you know, why is he ashamed of it? I, I don't know because it, don't know. It, one of the things, so I was at creative hair design, the wig shop. I mean, do we today. have to take him at, at his word that his scalp has never gone under the knife? No. Well, maybe he did lasers or something. I mean, there's other options, yeah. but, but okay. really it was a noticeable comeback in the hair. It, wasn't, it was huge. I would agree. It was huge. It's yeah. what I dream of every day. Yeah. It but it's easy. also, you know, men use the little wiglets and the toppers. Yes, and there's they a do. lot of ways that you can 
not have thinning or receding yeah. hairline. And COVID, for people who have had COVID really bad, yeah. they really yeah. are struggling mm-hmm. with hair loss. And, you know, the thing I think that's most unbelievable about McConaughey he could certainly afford hair transplant. Of course he yeah. could. And that's the way to go. And now they're getting, honestly, I mean, it's it's affordable for the average Joe, too, yeah, now. Yeah, is even. it? Now it, it's it come is. down that far. It's come but along. But when he would have done this, it would have been yeah. a little bit more Yeah, expensive. back when in 2000, it would have been a... A car, a few car, you know, a car, cost of a car. But now, yeah. I mean, you can get a help, a healthy scalp treatment. You know, it's kind of a lot of money, but under under four or five grand. Wow. I mean, that's a lot of money, but yeah. still, I mean, for a head of hair, for some confidence, yeah, for some yeah. men, okay. that's a that's a savings account right there. there Julia you go. Jen yes, Shaw is quote unquote dead serious about wanting Kim Kardashian as a lawyer. Okay, <laughs> no, I never, absolutely, she's I, going to trial <laughs> in like three weeks. Yes. First of all, I will be bummed if she. What leaves the show? Because I kind of that show's done. That Salt Lake thing is done. It, they're dead to me. The Salt I, Lake, I, you I, don't even watch any more of the reunion or anything. I, I cannot watch Heather and Lisa fight anymore. It's the most. Yeah, I quit Beverly Hills after the doggy gate with mm-hmm. um, Lisa Vanderpump and um, whoever it was, Kyle yeah. Richards. It was everybody. Yeah, you I, said I, everybody. It, I just. These shows are supposed to bring you joy. You're supposed to experience a different lifestyle. You take them too seriously, Julia. This has always been your thing. Well, I don't, you don't like to watch women fight. fight. Yeah, this it is bores this me. is where we differ. <laughs> 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 All, right, All right, listen, we we've will got be tickets back. to give away to waitress next hour. No, oh, we, did we just we did that. that? Yeah. Did it. We did it. Attention, <laughs> listen once in a while and what? stop flipping your hair and what? doing what? whatever you're doing over what there. What show have I been on? <laughs> All right, we'll be back.